the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow till there's none. When I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick out my chin and grin and say, "Oh, the sun will come out tomorrow, so you gotta hang on till tomorrow. Come what may." Señores y señores, bienvenidos al podcast No Boundaries. <clears throat> we're facts, we're facts, and opinions hurt people's feelings. How long have you been practicing that, bro? Seriously. Bro, I'm bilingual. Get your mind There's right. no fucking way that you didn't become bilingual overnight. I didn't become bilingual overnight. I've been mm. bilingual. It's been a month. <laughs> you can do a lot in a month. And learning simple phrases is very simple uh, in a month. What did time. you just say? I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Boundaries Podcast. Oh wow! Same nice. intro, same intro, same intro. Never changed. It's and still I, Jay. It's still and I still welcome. don't know it. God. But the real listeners are catching. The real listeners are catching. Uh, the Spanish listeners are catching. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so you learned that on the cruise? No, no, no. You would think that going to um, Progreso and Cozumel, I'd learn that, but no, I didn't learn. No. Was there a lot of Spanish-speaking people out there when you went? Bro, the people that work on the cruise ship literally come from all over the world. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like our our the main bartender that we fucked with, he was like from some Russian state. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was pouring them drinks up strong. Strong. So Russians like, vodka is water to them. Yeah, and I wasn't even ordering vodka. He was just he was pouring the vodka though. Just pouring it up. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy you ain't come back like J Mart. Bro, I'm about to die. <laughs> he told he he warned me. He was like Jay. The, the guy's burger joint on the going to give you some of the best burgers you've ever had in your life. I was like, all right, cool. I just made sure I didn't overdo it. Uh, he overdid it. He was like, I was eating two of them every day. I was God. like, beef. I didn't know J-Mark ate like that. <laughs> I mean, but when you've already paid for it and you just going up there getting it, you it's in your mind, it's free. Damn. So I was like, okay. You know, I was like, the only time I got two was like the last day. I was like, all right, let me give you two. And that took me like a good 30 minutes to force them down. Wow. Like, I felt like I was doing a man versus food challenge. Did you drink a lot of water? I did drink a lot of water. Oh, good job. Good job. My, Burgers my. were good as shit. For real? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And I'm, I'm still, like, peeling on my back and stuff for being out in the sun. Oh, damn. Yeah, and it's, what, been three weeks now? Yeah, it's been yeah. three weeks, man. It's been a while. Huh? Let me tell you, though. I went, um, I went snorkeling. Oh, you did? Yeah. But you can't swim. I can't swim. Mm. So, that was like, oh, it's mandatory. Everybody wear a life jacket. Oh, right, cool. Cool, bet. So I had the life jacket on, you know, my gun and, and the shit. And they're like, all right, we're going to this part where you can't touch the bottom no more. It's like, all right, cool. So then, you know, can't touch the bottom, you know, but I got a life jacket on, so I'm not really panicked. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, everybody's over here and they're telling the shit. There's like, okay, everybody move over there. 
and I'm having trouble treading water because I don't know how to swim. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. So I'm like, I'm, they're like, oh, you got to cup your hands and you got to do this. And you got to kick your feet like you're riding a bicycle or you kick your feet like you're a frog or, or this, that, and other. And I'm trying to do this, but I'm not going anywhere. Wow. So it's like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like, they gotta, you got to lean forward. So I'm leaning. I finally like leaned forward and I was going somewhere and I wasn't going fast enough. So my girl dad, he was behind me. He was like, all right, I'm just pushing this thing in. <laughs> wow. We need him to be because he's taking too long to get it down. So do you know how to swim now? No, I still can't swim. Oh, shit. But I feel like, I feel like. Look, I a little more learn. confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, feel yeah. like, okay, I could. I, I never, nobody ever told me that there's a cutoff for, to learn how to swim. I don't think there's a cutoff. Shouldn't be. I should, you know, but. You know, when you, tell, when you tell people that you're 30 and can't swim, it's like, oh, I can teach you in, you know, a couple of afternoons. They just kind of like, ha, ha, ha. When I was young, somebody just threw me in the deep end. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to throw my, me in the deep end. I'm you're just not. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to stand up. Yeah, that's true. Most of the time. But if I push you in 11 feet, then. Yeah, it's going to be problems. You're going to probably cry. But that fight or flight, something serious. Yeah. Huh? Well, I've been pushed in pools many a time. And, and that shit didn't, still didn't work. Your mama pushed you in the pool, didn't she? No. No, she didn't. I don't think she can swim either. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. The crazy, the crazy thing is my cousins can swim, and it's because my dad took them to swimming lessons. But as far as his, man, that's another story. I don't know whether that's fucked up or it's just life. I'm no storyteller, B. Golly, but hey. My man's, how you been? I've been good, man. Yeah? I've been, I've been good. Yeah? I've been free. Stay low and build. SL plus B. Oh, God. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's still a thing. Wow. I can only imagine the foolishness that's going on with these trailers that have released Shazam and Aquaman and all this bullshit that released. Let me tell you something. I ain't watched any of them. You know why? Because DC puts out good trailers all the time. And guess what? The movies are still garbage. Okay? <laughs> if anybody's up in, up in roar about any of these trailers, are dickheads and they're dumb. That's, yeah. what, that's where I stand. A good trailer can lead you to a disappointment. Uh, they they uh, oftentimes do. They oftentimes do, and I and that's that's a part of the shit that I don't miss on social media anymore because you literally only get people thinking in a collective now, and it's like y'all literally are ju- y'all gonna sit here and tell me that y'all don't remember the Justice League trailer being badass? That trailer was amazing, and that movie was as mediocre as Drake's album. Mediocre, bruh. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I have not been. I, the crazy thing about 2018 to me. Is the most groundbreaking thing of 2017 going into 2018 probably was Cardi B. That's crazy to me. You think she was groundbreaking? I'm saying as far as popularity goes. And nobody, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Except Charlemagne. Oh, you know, Charlemagne knows everything. But except Charlemagne saying, you know, he predicted her he being successful. So I've seen that on the blog because as of right now, that's pretty much how I pretty much get most of my social media news by only looking at blogs and, uh, if you go to our SoundCloud, SoundCloud page, you will realize that we have a blog. <laughs> if you go to the SoundCloud page and you click on the SoundCloud more, it's going to be a blog and you get to pretty much follow Welly's day-to-day life. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even know I know you didn't. <laughs> I just go to SoundCloud to look at numbers. Of course, of course. But at, in the midst of doing that, I've been looking at other blogs and keeping up with the news, basically. And the thing about bloggers is, you know, they don't track it like the news all the time. They track it like, you know, with their own personal thoughts a lot of times. Every now and then you get a couple of bloggers that 
want to be the next, you know, I can't, uh, what's the guy's name? Larry King. They want to be all detailed like that and be a journalist. But for the most part, you get honest views and opinions, just like our podcast. And that's pretty much how I caught wind of um, the Jay the Jay Z jet skiing shit. Like the Jay Z jet skiing shit, I just was cracking up because I'm like, I can only imagine how redundant this is becoming. He's on a jet ski. He looks awkward. I get it. Jay Z looks awkward doing anything but rapping. Exactly. And he's I was having lunch with his daughter. He looks awkward. He's at the pool with his wife. He looks awkward. Anything he does besides rapping makes him look awkward. He's old. He, he's kind of he's no matter what his swag is gonna he he can force his swag to be up to date, but his actual demeanor and style is gonna be out out of date. It just is like your grandpa. It's gonna be a day of time a day in time where your grandpa not gonna be cool anymore. But he probably was the coolest cat in the litter. Bruh, I seen a picture of my grandpa when he was twenty two. He looked like Eddie Griffin almost. Bruh, swagged out, swagged out. But yeah. now, even if he's still swagged out, his demeanor is still gonna be the demeanor of a nineteen sixty three pimp. Yeah, it is what it is. And that's when I seen. That's when I got when. That's why I have to give Cardi B her props because that picture is old. Mm-hmm. That picture, that picture was circulating when when I was you know like when I want to say that picture started circulating not a year ago. But to, for it to actually be a trending meme now is ridiculous because I'm like, this picture's old. Like, we've been seeing this picture. Obviously, it's old as it was her as a child. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, and I remember when I, first, when I first saw it, they were making fun of her her name. But then there, I guess they just, I guess because she just had a baby recently, they felt the need to, let's bring this back up. And I mean, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what made it pop back up. I don't know, but it's funny. It's funny. It is funny. I mean, it's funny, but... The redundancy and and when I when Society I hear is redundant, oh though. man, it's like I said, man. Me personally, I just got to the point where social media wasn't fun anymore, and I still I still you know browse Snapchats, I still browse Vero, I still look at um you know Tumblr every now and then. Tumblr's real toxic too because everybody on tum- Tumblr is either racist or a feminist and or the Tumblr or Facebook Tumblr. Oh, I, I I haven't had a Facebook in five years, and um. There are always people out there that feel like when you get off social media, you feel like you're better than people. No, I'm, I'm actually one of those people that can actually admit to you that, you know, social media is, is a problem. And I feel like, you know, like, like I don't know. I mean, well, fuck it. It was basically saying <laughs> it was basically saying that he felt like he was addicted to uh, Instagram. Yeah. And um, in my, my debate is I don't really think people are actually addicted to these things. I really feel like it's more of a case of muscle memory. And, I, t- I told him I was like, if you delete the app, you won't miss it. Yeah, I mean, your 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 muscle memory will go will have you going to it. You'll realize it's gone, and you'll be like, oh fuck, and then you'll go on about your day. It's kind of like when you close an app and open it right back up. Like that, that's the muscle memory. Like you pick up the phone, and you know, to go, your your mind is like, okay, go right here because this is what I always do. But if you delete the app, it's like, oh, it's not there anymore. And then eventually it's going to like, okay, I know that's not there. I'm not getting the notifications that makes me pick up my phone every time it goes off to go look at it. Exactly. And what what, what made me come to that conclusion was um, I remember sitting there and I was at work and I was looking at my phone and I realized that I was just so used to my phone lighting up. And I felt like, I remember they said it was like texophrenia or something. You always think that you're getting a text message or something. And it just let me know, like... I don't even get texts like that, but I'm just so used to if my phone is like sitting on the desk, I feel like if a certain type of light hits it, it's a text, it's a notification. And I've gotten so used to that. My brain, my eyes, all of that channel together to make me think 
I got a text message. That's why I just said it has to be muscle memory. That's why most people, when they go in the restroom now, they have to have their phone on them because it's it's almost uncomfortable to just sit on the toilet and do what you're supposed to be in there doing. But, it's like it's like now since I didn't take my phone, I'm only going to be in here about two minutes. Two minutes, of the five that I'm typically in here. Exactly, like my legs won't get here. numb. I'm just gonna you know. It's I'm really, a shit and I'm gonna get up. Exactly, and it's crazy, but that's. That's why I just say it's muscle memory. And I mean, obviously, I'm not a psychologist, so yeah, it may still be an addiction. But to me, you get used to doing something so much. You're just you're just going to go to it. That's why I like when I'm practicing with my son as far as basketball goes. I tell him to practice these moves over and over again, whether somebody's in front of you or not. Eventually, it's going to become second nature. And second nature to me is just muscle memory. So I don't, I don't really feel like it's a, it's a sense of somebody being addicted. It's just a sense of your body being used to you doing something. It's like... It's like missing it. I know a lot of people out there that don't like coffee, but it's just a part of their morning routine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the coffee machine at work. It's free. Fuck it. <laughs> it's free. I, I need to get up. I need to stretch my legs. It I need is, a reason, so I'm gonna go get coffee. Exactly. And um, but I mean, my point is, I mean, I really felt like yeah, I'm not better than anybody, but I, if if I really do feel like that for the most part, social media isn't fun anymore in a sense of. When I come on there, I feel like the only thing that really, really creates a, a wave or a trend of is shit that's pretty mean or toxic. You know, like the positive shit, everybody embraces it for that moment, and then they go on looking for bullshit. You know, I like mean, I mean, you get the fit culture, you get the half naked people. That's the same thing. Then you get the celeb news. What 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 else? What else is there as far as Instagram goes? The fit community is a joke now. It's just soft porn. I don't. I don't have much respect for the fitness industry anymore. And I can. I can agree with that because it's like, oh, you in here oiled up in a thong working out. Like, who works out like that? What gym are you at that you got your ass all out like that? Not, I, not at my gym. When I see a chick in the shower on Instagram, is she supposed to be like this fitness model? I'm just like trying to figure out what the point is. We all know how to take a shower. Why are you in the shower? Even, even with your phones that are in the gym with their shirt off, like. It's, that's unsanitary. But you got it's very down. unsanitary. What you got down I down hate down. when niggas take their shirt off when we hooping. Like, bro, we ain't fourteen no more, bro. Yeah, nigga, well, we are not and outside. You, and it always be the sweatiest nigga that take your shirt off, bro. This bro, evolution ball is gonna get sweaty and slippery, bro. Put your shirt on. Come on, dog. That shit irritates me. It really does, bro. I I, I, I can believe that. God, like, there is no reason for cats to take their shirts off. There is no reason for a woman to be on Instagram and or IG live in the shower. There is no reason for you to have your your um your boy shorts in the crack of your ass. Like that's not empowerment. It's just not. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Sex sells and it costs attention. <sighs> sex sells to the point of it leading to a Me Too movement. It's just fucking retarded. Like that's what I'm saying. Like people don't think anymore because they're so consumed about what's constantly trending. And it's just they're constantly chasing what's trending. They don't really just sit there and look at the facts anymore. Like. Top five albums of the year. Mm-hmm. I really think if you ask a logical person what the top five albums are, and I'm just talking hip hop here, they'll say any bullshit they want, right? But I was sitting there the other day. I was like, yeah, I got top five albums that I like. But you know what? We let technology control us, right? <laughs> Let's meet, let me pick up my fucking phone, go to iTunes, and look at the top five albums that have constantly been in rotation on my phone. And literally, it shows you. What your top five, like your top 25 songs are. So with that logic, I just said, okay, I'm going to take the first song 
of every album. And if I look at it like that, I mean, I have my top five albums because I'm listening to these songs the most. Right. You're, these songs, you're listening to them the most because they actually touch your soul. You're actually, you're actually saying to yourself when you pick your fucking phone up and you choose these songs, these are the songs that you genuinely want to listen to. So usually when I ask somebody what their top five is right now, I would expect to get Victory Lap because I feel like Victory Lap is the album of the year. There's no doubt about it. But now if I'm asking somebody that is very social media influenced and they're probably not thinking for themselves, they might say KOD or they might even say Cardi B. And that's all that's all based on popularity. Now, but once again, like I said, if I ask them, you know, you know, their personal opinion, like I said, I would expect to get victory a lot, but let's just be honest here. When I looked at my phone, if you want to have if you want to take a second to look at yours, you can. When I looked at my phone, my top five were the Yay album, because I listen to Ghost Town a lot. And I also listen to his intro a lot because it makes me laugh. <laughs> so that, that, that song popped up first. So for me, the Yay album will be number one. And then the Royce the Five Nine album was, was number two. That's Book of Ryan. Because I listened to a couple of songs off that, off that album that are dope as fuck. And I think his album as a collective is real dope. Then third for me was Beer, was Beer Bones and Bentley by Post Malone. Because I don't care how anybody feels about him. He makes real melodic, real good melodic music. And the shit just flows well. I listen to his album a lot too. Fourth for me was Victory Lap. You know, that was on my that was that was that's just I listen to Hustle and Motivate probably every time I work out. So that just happened to pull up in the queue. And then fifth for me was uh Bobby Tarantino too. The yeah. Logic album. I listen to that album a lot because I like his like little short diss track on there, um, Yuck. But um that's that's just me genuinely looking through my music catalog and Honestly saying that these are the songs I listen to the most. And in all honesty, I still listen to Janae um Trip album a lot, along with um, The Weeknd's um, Dear Melancholy. That actually flowed in there too, but since we're just talking about hip-hop, those would be my top five albums. And I feel like if a nigga really being honest with himself and he really looking at his phone, his phone is going to tell him the truth because actions speak louder than words, right? This is true. Just say it. So those are my actions speaking through my phone. So like I said, a lot of people would say KOD, Cardi B. I think I had one KOD track on my top 25, and that was Motivate. And um, KOD, I think he has the hardest intro of the year. Yeah. You know, uh, I had no Drake on there at all. <sighs> the mediocrity of Scorpion is amazing. But see, if I, if, when I look at mine, I don't... A lot of times I don't listen through full albums. Like I'll give them a run or two. Exactly. And then after that, it's like, all right, these are my favorite songs. These are the ones I'm gonna return to. So when I look at mine, I got um, WrestleMania 20 from um, West Side Gun. Because oh, to wow. me, that's, that song just jams. I listen to that song at least five times. A day. You put me on something. I gotta go look because you sent that to me. Yeah, I, 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 I probably sent it to you like four or five times. Like, yeah, oh, this I think song you did. Dope. This song is dope. So I listen to that. Um, Victory Lap. See, I wasn't a big Nipsey person. Gotcha. So, but I listened to the album like, you know, I'm, I like hip hop. So, you know, every, you gave it a chance. I gave it a chance. And it was a dope album. Yeah. A dope album. But to me, I would say that KOD is my number one. Okay. Nipsey's my number two. I would, because I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, I'd say the Carter's album is my number three. Mm -hmm. That like, like you said about Ghost Town, that Ye would be my four. Mm -hmm. And then I like Push doing dope talk. So they oh, is my five. And like, they told it is the shit to me. Your, and your phone shows that that yeah. you listen to those songs. I, I mean, I believe you, and I'm just saying to me, let's. I feel like we need to start putting it out there like that because I feel like if you had niggas be real, real honest, 
it's a lot of cats out there. You look in their fucking phone, they probably don't even listen to that much hip hop at all. Just saying, there's probably a lot of cats out there listening to more R and B than anything these days. Yeah. Because hip hop is not really hitting that hard no more. I mean, like even to touch on the Drake album for 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 a quick minute, mm-hmm. you you lost me on about that whole B side. But I don't even remember the B side. I'm be honest with you. I, that whole B side, most of that B side, you missed me on. And that's and and again, this is preference because I love rapping Drake. I don't like singing Drake. I like when Drake is spitting bars. So that misses me a lot when he's rap- the only singing Drake I like is the Take Care Drake. I like that Drake, but for the most part, I like when he come with bars because he might be the best rapper of our generation when he comes with bars. Hmm. That's a bold statement. I played that. I don't. I don't. I don't mind it at all because I feel like you're being honest. I feel like I feel like a lot of people these days just cannot be honest. I mean, you can you, you can say Kendrick's and you can say the Coles, yeah, but when Drake is spitting bars, it's <laughs> hard to match that boy. I feel like uh, Two Birds One Stone is pretty hard. I think I think that's what I think that was the wrong track to put out because that track was so good that Pusha had to eventually respond to it. That was a good ass track, bro. Like I definitely have that in my little uh, one of my little playlists. I was telling J. Mark about this the other day. I said, the one thing, I mean, I, I hate to rag on Drake like that, but the one thing I can't say about Drake's album is he should let me organize it. If he let me organize it, that will go way harder. Meaning, I wanna, I'm want i going to put together a playlist of how Scorpion should have went, and I bet you that will go way harder than what he put out. Cause, on, t- on title, there's there's a Scorpion 2.1. Oh, really? Where they put it like they... Like they, how they felt it should be. Yeah, and it's getting, like cut, it's, cut out a lot of the mediocrity and, and put it how it should be. It's a lot of mediocrity on that album, and like my homeboy from uh, when we feel like it said, Sean said, shit was boring, and I've never been one to say Drake was necessarily boring, but I can actually agree with him on this one, dog. It, this album felt, this album felt forced, and it was boring, and I just felt like Drake, regardless of him trying to get out of a contract. You don't put out a trashy ass double album like that. That shit was weak, bro. But see, to me, when what is it? If you're reading this, it's too late. I thought that got him out the contract. They always say that this gets him out the contract. That's why he Damn. dropped. If I'm according to whoever you want to call, they said you know see, he dropped it for free for like 24, 48 hours, then put it on iTunes for sale, and that was supposed to get him out of the contract. Now this one fulfills his contractual obligation. Nobody know what kind of contract Drake got on the bird. Drake got it though. He signed the wrong contract. Like Ludacris. Ludacris did too. Yeah. It happens to a few of them. The wrong contract. But, I mean, you know, your first deal, you're taking down anything they put out of you. If, unless you just know that you that boy, you're taking anything they throw out there. Your first deal is a big deal. No matter what. That you first know? deal going to lock you in for what? Three albums? Three, four albums? Man. It is what it is, bro. But we went this long and we ain't talk about the intro that one time. Oh, well, shit, you know. We haven't even addressed the fact that we've been away for a whole month. Talk about the intro. Who do we think we are? Who do we think we are? Well, I appreciate y'all for sticking with us. We gonna drop this episode have like twelve plays, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, they People don't unsubscribe. <laughs> That's all for this shit. It's just in the way now. These dudes ain't active on IG. They must have went away. They quit. Like most, a lot of these podcasts are dropping off, like, like dropping like flies now, bro. Because the competition out there is. You're competing with celebrities. Well, well, you're. Are you though? You're playing the celebrities' game. 
You can't, beat that? The, you can't beat the Warriors playing like the Warriors. Nah, you can't. No, you got to find your game and play your game. So yep. I can't sit here and talk celebrity news with you and I don't have an inside perspective. None whatsoever. They have an inside perspective. You know what I can talk to you about? The regular, regular, every day. That's all I can tell you about, man. I don't know what Cardi B and Offset are doing on their personal life. I'm not TMZ. No. Nor do I aspire to be TMZ. I ain't got that kind of time. I don't. I, to check. I can tell you about this Cancun trip. Oh. That's going to come up. But That's going to be lit. What about this intro? Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I was watching Deadpool. I'm not even going to lie. I was watching Deadpool 2. Um, if I was to rate Deadpool 2, I'm not even going to rate Deadpool. I'll just, I'll just say Ant-Man and the Wasp is better than Deadpool 2 to me. But at the same time, Deadpool 2 had some moments that made me just like, I just died laughing. But the particular moment when they played to Annie was dope to me. But then in the, the whole ideal of tomorrow, period. Like, it was... It was dope because of what was occurring. I mean, you had Cable, a villain from the future. I don't have to go into detail, a but... A villain, quote-unquote. Cable was very similar to Ghost from Ant-Man and Wasp. He wasn't really a villain. That's... And, I mean, I think I think a lot of these movies are starting to get to the point where they're scared to compete with Heath Ledger. Rest in peace. It's been 10 years now. But I Has think there's... been 10 years already? Yeah, it's been 10 years. It came out, it came out 2008. Um, and when that when that trailer came out, let me tell you something about that trailer. I remember when that trailer came out in two thousand eight, and I remember anybody all anybody could talk about in two thousand eight was how trash the Joker was gonna be. Because there was such a high expectation for what the Joker should be, and he raised the bar and dismantled that bitch. And that's why I'm just looking at it like y'all niggas excited over trailers. The Dark Knight did not have a great trailer no. at all, Bruh, I don't even think um, what was that? Uh, I forgot what movie that was. But anyways, back to what I was talking about. Tomorrow, um, as you see, you know, uh, you probably if you pay attention, the theme of the death of no boundaries is not necessarily death, and I feel like the the deep point of her song in in the Deadpool movie is there's always a tomorrow. And even in death, um, um, an Islamic uh, writer, uh, Muhammad Ferris, once said that, um, begin with the end in mind. And that's basically, when I read that and when I hear that, it's basically saying that every time there's an end, there's a beginning. And I feel like every religious person feels like that because if they believe in a heaven, then they believe in, um, in eternity. So therefore... They just feel like this is one life, but they feel like there is an afterlife as well. So for us to say the death of no boundaries is basically we're just talking about us a new beginning. Like we're we, we took our little time off and, you know, now we're back and, you know, things are going to change periodically. But we're still going to be us, but in a different realm. And even when there's a two or three or four or five, I mean, every time there's a new beginning, there's a new beginning. Because I feel like, you know. No boundaries that never die. Like no boundaries is the future. So an evolution. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. So like my boy Big Sean said, I'm just a new version of the old me. That's Sean. Got, I, Sean got quotables too. I, I, I got I got Big Sean over Drake, bro. I'm sorry. Like I just I think I he's a better that. rapper. I I think bar for bar he'll destroy Drake. He's just, he's he just doesn't bring in that fan base because he doesn't sing. It's he, he's not he's not that light skinned sex 
a figure that, that Drake is. Like Michael B. Jordan. Like, I always bring him up because I feel like it's easy to overrate somebody when you're just sexually attracted to them. <laughs> like, it's just that simple. Big Sean is what, all of five? Five, nine, eight? Skinny little fucker? Like, know, Drake's at least six foot. Can, can we can we be real here and, and just accept the fact that uh, Chance the Rapper put out four songs that I'll listen to more than I'll ever listen to Scorpion? Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. And he's not the most attractive guy at all. Every, everything but that was that Walla Cam. Walla Cam was made for the shoe dance. Uh, I'm telling you, I guarantee you they're gonna drop a video and it's gonna be the shoe dance and Walla Cam. Like it's it was made for that. But 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 workout. Everything else. Yeah, everything else. Everything else. I might need security, bro. That was that was. Shh. I'm in my bag like the fly. <laughs> bro, chill out, chill out. Because I went because I went to Five Guys and they had fries in the bottom of the goddamn bag. They trying to show you love though. They do show me love because I'm like, let me get the small fry. Because I know they're going to put the joints at the bottom of the bag. I don't need a large fry. Dad, I ain't been to Five Guys in a minute, man. I've been going to uh, Jack's a lot. Oh, yo, yeah, that's in your area. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing around here? Nuh uh. Damn. That Jack's be hidden, bro. But then that Grub Burger be hitting too. That Grub Burger is a whole nother level. You been you was closer there this couple of Bro, I'm going to be there for like five weeks in the near future, like in that area again. Like, oh, you know. September time. Our, our record areas, our recording area is gonna change soon, <laughs> and it's understandable. It's, it's gonna change soon. <laughs> it's understandable. But that's all. That's off air topic. Okay. But uh, yeah, man. So I don't want anybody to see that. You know, we're inactive on IG, and you're not really seeing much anymore. And you think, oh, these niggas ain't fucking with the game no more. Trust me, the game is this shit really just beginning. Like my homeboy Sean said, there's no reason we shouldn't be making money off of this. And the only reason I haven't really been eager at you know, coming at it like that is just because, you know, I like doing this shit. I enjoy doing this shit. But then again, the Joker said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> but uh, let's go back. Let's get back into what we usually do. Have topics. Okay. Have a have a string of theories and let's shit. Let's see if we can put together a string of conscious thought. It's been a know. while. This is, this, is, this is the warm up. Well, let me see, man. Well, speaking of that snorkeling shit, have you seen 47 Meters Down? Nah. That's a terrifying movie. If you'd have watched that first, you wouldn't have went snorkeling. I'm glad you didn't watch it. And then my other movie recommendation is uh, you need to make sure you watch Hereditary. Watch what now? Hereditary. Hereditary. I guess I'm talking to the fans or the audience. My bad. Ugh, fans, I hate that word. But the audience <laughs> out there, watch Hereditary. It's an amazing movie. Watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Incredibles 2 is all right. And I got more, but I don't want to waste your time. And I might go watch Equalizer 2 tonight. I need to see. I still, that. I still haven't seen Uncle Drew. I see. I finally seen The Incredibles, but I still I, haven't seen Uncle Drew. Uh, outside of the fact that Elastigirl got that dump, did you like the movie? Elastigirl was thick than a hoe. She was thick <laughs> to the motherfucker. I'm like, what the hell? Why is she this thick? She elastic. I was like, why is she just in here thick? Shit. But it was. It was. They made it be too long for my for, for my taste. Like you were trying to do too much. And you didn't focus, like you said, you didn't focus on Jack Jack. You didn't focus on Dash. You didn't focus on Violet. You gotta focus on them now. Or next like, one, like you have to. Like, if you're gonna do a three, their two should have been coming of age. And three is, is them taking the reins from their parents. Like, they might they be going be. the Simpsons route. They're gonna be young forever. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they haven't aged in 14 years. Wow. I didn't have a problem with it. I liked the villain. I felt like the motivation was decent. Um, I mean, it's she probably felt like I felt about technology. I mean, it's really a waste 
um, at this point. Nobody's really doing anything special with it. And when anybody does anything with it, it's, it's based on trying to connect people. It's like we have enough bumbles and tenders and bullshit like that. We need to start trying to promote people to go to parks and, and talk to each other face to face. We need we need another Pokemon Go. Straight up. Bro. Right. You know, I, I just I mean it's, people out there can act like they hated Pokemon Go all they wanted, but I enjoyed it. And my thing, my son was about twelve at the time or maybe eleven, and he was out there trying to get Pikachu. And yeah. I had no problem with that. He was active. Yeah. It was one of the first things in a long time to actually promoted kids to do something that resembled what we did in our childhood. Get the fuck outside. Get the fuck out the house. I was talking to an old school the other day, and they was basically telling me, man, um, when the grown folks was in the house, the kids needed to be outside. Yeah. That's, you know, that's just, that's how it was. You don't need to be in here in grown folks' business. And, that, and that, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. I respect that. And I think that society is getting to the point where we think that the, the 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 dividing line or the boundary is unnecessary because kids are capable of handling these things. Well, with all the recent suicides, I'd probably beg to differ. I think that has a lot to do with the reason people kill them. These little kids are killing themselves and people are more depressed than ever. Or people feel the need so when they when they ha- when they have an emotional outburst, they need to go write a, a manifesto on, online before they go kill 20 people. I think I think one thing is that we're not learning in society anymore is how to bounce back. We're, we we we're learning how to take this L and hold it, and like like nobody and let, it is, let it tear you up inside. Yeah, you letting it tear it up. You you can put two L's to, to, together and get a W always. Quickly. But we we just holding this L. Man, this girl don't want me. This one girl don't want me. Man, I'm holding on to this one. Man, I I got fired. This one job I can't get hired at. This one job. This is the only job I want to do, and I can't get hired at this job. And you're holding on to that L, mm-hmm. and you're missing out on these dubs. A lot of them, man. And I think that's that's what it is in society. People haven't learned to bounce back. This girl turned me down to go to prom. It's this one shorty that's been trying to get at you for three years now, and you constantly curving her. You constantly curving her because you're chasing somebody else. Just because she look like Kim Kardashian. Shh. You know, or or and, you're scared to date her because she's outside of your race. And you know how I feel about Kim Kardashian. I feel like Kim Kardashian's Kim Kardashian. I have no problem with it. I feel like a lot of a lot of women hate on Kim Kardashian, but fail to realize that Kim Kardashian's out there working her ass off. She might have started out getting the surgery, or whatever, but she's been maintaining. Yeah. And then, like like you say, um, you, because she's outside of your race, because you're skinny and she's heavy set. Yeah. Because she's not as popular as you think you are. Yeah. It's just a good thing. It's and, superficial. And really, and honestly, the only way to, to me, to one of the first ways to truly get out of that mindset is to get off social media. Because I'm telling you, man, social media is this, this curated reality that is damaging people day in and day out. And people don't want to hear me talk about this because they just, once again, they feel like when I talk about this, it puts me in a mind frame of being better. But I, no, nah, I'm really trying to help you out. I really feel like you wouldn't post pictures complaining about your weight if you weren't comparing yourself to people you don't even know. Because if you, when you go, when I, the last time I went out, man, I seen plenty chubby women. I seen plenty, you know, women that, did, that didn't have a bunch of makeup on. I seen plenty unfit women or plenty women I probably would consider, that you would consider undesirable. But guess, guess what, man? That's, that's what the world is made out of. Like, flaws. Like, people are heavily flawed. More than, more than the best makeup, the best clothes, the money in your pocket you can put on is confidence. Straight and up. I can't tell people that enough. Like, if you go out there and you're confident in who you are and, and what you're wearing, you're going to get way more attention than the person that's out there with the Hermes belt and, and the Louis Vuitton bag because 
guys are going to look at them and women are going to look at the men in the Hermes belt and be like, no, nah, I can't talk to him. He worth too much. He he too bougie. He too high up. He, too, oh, he think too much of himself. But if you can go in there in your Vans and your Macy's Novelty t-shirt that was $15 Bruh. and has Thanos on it and just have you a good fucking time, that confidence will attract people that you want to be around. And ladies and gentlemen, he just described me, but we're not even going to go there. <laughs> I saw a Thanos shirt the other day. It was the snap. When he was snapping, that was dope. I seen one. He got he got, he got the Infinity Gauntlet on, but he's also vanishing too. Yeah, oh, where was that at? It's on Macy's.com. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with that. I'm sorry. I, shout out to Nice Guy, but it's it's gonna be a long time for any movie that comes out better than Infinity War. Like you just gotta <laughs> accept it. Like nothing that's gonna come out this year is gonna be better than Infinity War. I just people just people don't want to accept it, but it's that's just the reality. You could go out there and fight for all the flaws in that movie that you want to find, but I'm sorry. For the most part, matter. Of, I mean, since you're talking to the movie guy, Infinity War wasn't even the best movie that came out this year. Annihilation was. I'm just Annihilation was the best movie that came out this year. And the funny thing about Annihilation is, it is an all female cast that none of the feminists talk about. Really interesting to me. It's interesting, huh? Movie of the year by far. There's not a better movie out there than Annihilation, in my opinion. And then Infinity War, and then I would say. Um, the movie with, with the, you can't talk. Um, Quiet Place? Quiet Place. And then you can go on and probably throw other because two in there. Because these are new concepts. Yeah. And, it's and, not the same old movie done over and done over. Exactly. But I just, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm poking fun at the, the fact that people don't, haven't really embraced that movie. Maybe because people don't, I mean, it's, nine times out of ten, if you if you watch a year long, a year's long worth of movies, I guarantee you a sci-fi movie is going to be in the top three spot. It's because sci-fi is, sci-fi is always, you know, breaking breaking the thought, breaking the casual thought, and it's not it's it's a lot of times it's not redundant. A good sci-fi movie will have you thinking out of the box. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of your, some of your greatest movies of all time probably were sci-fi movies, and that's just my opinion. I mean, it's crazy because I still haven't seen Ready Player One, only because I haven't found a good copy. You know, oh, it's on DVD now. You should be. Able to yeah, now it should copy. be good. Now it yeah. should be good. I forgot to. I mean, no, that fucking baby driver. You see this shit? Yeah. Bro, that baby driver. I was going to pull something out that soundtrack, but I'm going to wait. Because that baby driver. If that you baby driver had a bum ass soundtrack. If you haven't seen Baby Driver and you haven't embraced that soundtrack, you are, you're taking your L. I put Baby Driver on to go to sleep on. And then I was like, oh shit, this is, this is, this is a good ass movie. And, and Jamie Foxx wasn't, he didn't bother me as a villain. He actually did a decent job as a villain. I mean, he's a raw dude at times. I still feel his best movie, my favorite Jamie Foxx movie was Collateral. I don't think he's put out a better movie than Collateral. I'm sorry. I know Ray was dope, but Collateral, him and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, like, Tom Cruise did a hell of a job, but just seeing Jamie Foxx in that state of mind, and he was, like, fucking scared out of his fucking life. Yeah. Like, I love Collateral. And, um, I mean, it's just, and I say, and when I say things like that, it just gets me to thinking, like, I really just want people to just be comfortable, not with going against the grain because they think it's cool, because going against the popular opinion doesn't make you cool. But I really feel like people struggle to be honest with themselves. Like, I really feel there are a lot of people out there that think Scorpion is trash, but they will not say it. Don't let this distract you from the fact that In My Feelings was a garbage throwaway song, and they had to make a challenge for it to make it relevant. It just, it just stumbled into something. Yeah, and I didn't even know that shit until I went out last night. I'm like, there's a challenge for this song? Why? Oh, let me guess, because it's garbage. And they know in order to keep Drake's name buzzing, we got to make up some bullshit for it. What does that dance even have to do with the fucking song? Nothing. Golly. 
as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we've been off for a month, and I've been pretty angry. Okay. Yeah, at a bunch yeah. of bullshit. But at the same time, I'm happy because I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to have my mind consumed by this dumb shit no more. <laughs> it's crazy that you've been gone for a month, and they they asked me about the Instagram account. I was like, I got the login information, but I don't be over there. <laughs> yeah, you running it, bro? But then it's up like, to you then, now, man. Then it's like you look at mine and shit. My shit don't move either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the uh, another thing that bothered me about. Instagram, the time I got off, and once again, I'm not homophobic or anything, but I, I it was I was in a state of mind, like for me it's been a moment of clarity for a while. Like I've I've been feeling good about life, you know. I just been doing my thing, ups and downs here and there, but like I'm still able to walk off with a smile. But around that time, something bothered me, and I remember it had something to do with uh, Gay Pride Month, and I was like, bro, like I saw so many people participating in Gay Gay Pride Month. And I was just looking like, bro, like, we got a Black History Month. And I really never felt it was embraced like Gay Pride Month was. And I don't even really want to get into it like that. But it, I remember feeling a certain way at the time. And I'm like, I'm so confused with this generation. I think Gay Pride is embraced and Black History Month is exploited. I think Gay Pride Month may have been exploited even more. Nobody was even having a problem with it. I, as a gay person, I would have had a problem with it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, even for Black History Month, like, I don't want to be celebrated for the month of February. I don't of want course you to, not. I don't want you to tell me about all these black historians during the month of February. But that's the, that, to me, that's the bare minimum, telling me some bullshit like, history. Yeah. I don't really. I, a lot of the history, what is, that, what is that doing for us today? Nothing. You know? Like, but then like, Gay Pride Month? You ask a nigga what the flag you ask a gay you, you ask a lot of these people running around on gay during gay pride month what the flag even represents, man. They'll tell you some bullshit. They couldn't even tell you who would, who the inventor of the flag was, none of that shit. Who made the shit possible? It's just something fucking trending and they want to walk the streets of downtown with dicks on their head. And that shit bothers me because I'm like, y'all are worse than the people that are so so called oppressors. And then like like even even my gay friends, like mm-hmm. Was it Pride? They have like a weekend, right? The opening weekend almost. I and mean, he, it's a big deal, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's he's a telling month. me, he's telling me like he hates going out this weekend because you get a lot of the casual gays. He's like, you know, he's a, an all the time gay. So he you goes mean, out like every Casual, weekend. like fly by night gays? No, or? Like, like they just come out now because it's cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and that, like, that they, bothers they me. Overcrowding the clubs that they go to exactly. and everything like that. He's like, oh, we you know we here every weekend. Y'all show up this one weekend, and y'all you know y'all are, y'all are crowding our our shit. No pun intended. But uh, <laughs> he's and then he's like he's like out of all the weekends that he goes out, that's the one where he resists going out because you know they they're just out there for show. Nobody, I respect nobody, that. Nobody's really there because this is who they are. This is who they are. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. Y'all want to be out and about this one weekend. I respect that. And and, and let me make this clear, like. You go out during Gay Pride Month, and we, me and you both know the people that are active in Gay Pride Month, and you know they have Kate, they have a close gay friends, but you know, I'm not knocking you, but I want you as an individual that has been participating and supporting your gay relatives, your gay friends for as long as you have, to look around you when you attend these things now and realize that it's just motherfuckers out here that just want to be seen now. Because oh, yeah. because Clout. they can use a, they can use um the rainbow hashtag like you went to the extent of putting in a code to where your fucking hashtag was a rainbow, <laughs> wow, 
Screaming wow. for attention. Screaming for attention. You walk into a Target and there's a fucking aisle for gay pride. And it's like, then the next month, nobody gives a fuck about y'all no more. Y'all just back to being weirdos again. That's and the same people that own these stores that are profiting off of your your homosexuality or your your uh, sexual viewpoints, they would fucking put you in the oven and burn you alive. Like Jay-Z said, the same sword they knight you with, they gonna good knight you with. So yeah, it's all well and good. Oh yeah, gay pride, gay pride. Six weeks down the road. Got you on some bullshit. You out of here. <sighs> Golly, man. Kevin Spacey. Out of there. <laughs> Out of there. I just want to ain't, say. Ain't no house of cars, bitch. Not with you in it no more. They gonna kill you off. Quit. Yeah, Plane crash, dead. Boom. No was more that easy? No, nah, I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. But like that's some, yeah, that makes they sense. They just gonna write him out. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, man, it's like, like once again, I just advocate, like I feel like no matter what, I'm always advocating for people to to strengthen their education. Be some, you know, seek, always try to learn more. Keep an open mind, but also be able to spot out the bullshit. And at that time, that was some bullshit that I noticed. And I'm like, this shit is annoying. Because I'm like, no matter what, I know for a fact that some of our our favorite people felt a certain way about homosexuality when we were growing up. And for everybody to just flip the script now and then just act like they're just okay with it, I know it's bullshit because I know you're just doing it for money. And I'm like, in that, in that, when you're in that frame of mind, it's not genuine anymore. It's like you're literally doing this to keep your fans happy, so you don't lose money. And I ain't mad at you, but it's fucked up though, because what you said is it's exploiting people. You know, another thing that I think is fucked up: going back ten years and finding old stuff people have said and using it against them. Yeah, James Gunn. I, I one of my bloggers wrote about that, bro. It, and it's crazy. It's like. I'm not uh, I'm not able to adapt. I'm not able to learn. I'm not able to change. I'm not able to grow. I'm still hold I'm still held accountable for something I said 10 years ago. I didn't have I didn't have the knowledge I had 10 years ago. 10 years ago I was 20. I didn't have the same knowledge I have now at 30. I don't have the same life experiences. Not only did you not have the same knowledge, you didn't know what the audience was like either. No. You didn't realize that the Twitter audience was going to change. The climate changed. Everything changed like 10 years ago that same shit James Gunn put up probably got retweeted a million times. Oh yeah. Ten years later, all of a sudden, our audio, our our current audience is is full of fucking liberals and millennials that are either hella sensitive or they can't tell the difference between oppression and progression and all kinds of shit. You don't know your audience, so your best bet, you better hope. That the shit you speak and the shit you write is shit that you will stand by for the rest of your life. That's why I respect Kanye, bro. Like, I feel like no matter what, Kanye is still Kanye. He was still always that guy that went against the grain, but you kind of had to feel for him because at the same time, you could tell the passion in which he believed in what he was saying. Like, I never took Kanye for a guy that wouldn't, you know, want to just love everybody. Like, that's what I see in his message. Like, Everybody needs to fucking get along. Y'all out here tripping. Tripping. Like y'all, y'all literally letting a fucking red hat, a red hat, determine whether you're gonna be mad or not. That's more psycho than the red hat and the inventor of the red hat. You're mad at a hat. Bruh, that bothers me. And I feel like that should bother everybody. And the fact that it doesn't just lets me know that 
we just don't we just don't do different planes, bro. You know, and like back to this Carter's album, man. I tried to get another listen, bro. Like I just I, I listened to B Day, I listened to Black Album, and when I listen to those two albums, when I hear those two together, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear Future and Cardi B, bro. <laughs> that's what I got from that. I like the I energy. Can see that. I can definitely see that. I like the energy from the album. And that's why I said I feel like people, if you listen to Wiz Khalifa album, I understand if you don't like Wiz Khalifa album, but I'm just saying, I didn't turn on Wiz Khalifa's album expecting Kush and OJ. Yeah. I didn't turn on Wiz Khalifa's album expecting The first rolling paper. The first rolling papers or even the first HNIC. I didn't expect that. I listened I I I, I turned that whole on. Expected to hear some 2018 shit, and that's what I heard because that's what everybody's doing nowadays. So if I'm listening to Rolling Papers too, and I'm listening to uh, Everything Is Love, I kind of feel like them hoes on the same level. Them hoes, two decent albums, kind of got the same energy, and the only thing is, I kind of went in with expectations on Everything Is Love. I mean, damn, look at the front cover, look at the album. I'm like, oh shit, this finna be on some 444 shit times two. I turn that shit on. I'm like, bruh, am I listening done. to Amigos? But which, at the end, which, which you were. That was definitely an Amigo. That was bruh, definitely an Amigo. So, bruh, I just wasn't expecting that. That's yeah. why I'm harder on it. I know that if I'm just in a different mood, shit, maybe when I'm in Cancun, I might turn that bitch on. Like, oh shit, this whole perfect for the you, moment. You might need ape shit when you're in Cancun. Exactly, but I just wasn't expecting that from two goat type artists. I gotta put my unpopular opinion. On, on on tape on wax on whatever, Beyonce ain't the best female rapper, or the best rapper. Period. I heard a lot of that when oh Beyonce the best rapper this best rapper that. I I even told you I say hold on did y'all not hear Rihanna Lemon? That wasn't the first time Rihanna went off on a rap. y'all ain't y'all ain't heard Rihanna spazzes. Yeah, she she went off. On I don't know if she writing her own shit or whatever, but her delivery it. her delivery was nice. It's nice, and she I, she had fun with it. Um, but that, but I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say Beyonce's delivery wasn't nice either. Uh, like I said, I have homegirls that say they skipped through Jay Z parts, and I'm like, why? That nigga Jay Z was going in. <laughs> like, that nigga was eating that. Bro, but I didn't, but, I didn't but want know, that Jay Z though. People going on, going to see the On the Run tour, going to see Beyonce. Jay Z's just, just the extra piece. That's crazy. The times yeah. we live in. Yeah, he's he's just the extra piece, and I and I say that for men and women both. Like Jay Z's just extra piece. See, I'm a big Jay Z fan. I'm going for Hove, but he's just. Beyonce featuring Jay Z, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Golly, because I think I think as far as artistry goes, Jay Z's better than Beyonce. I'm just saying, like, you look at his body of work, his influence on hip hop, and I'm talking about before this social media retard stage, like, the, 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 like the retardation that you get with the with the Rihanna Navy and the. The beehive. The I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, it's some psychosis there. Like, you have a literal cult, and a lot of that has to do with social media and the power of the internet. Jay Z was doing this shit way before, so I gotta get that nigga his props. Like, 2004 to me was his prime when he went Blueprint, then he went Black Album. Like, bro, that nigga was on it, and I just feel like in that moment right there, like, it was really hard, dog, in a competition. This what niggas need to realize, bro. This ugly, big lip camel looking nigga, his competition was fucking Nelly, bro. Prime Nelly. Dog, you know how hard that is? You know how many women out there like Nelly? And this nigga still was doing more numbers than that dude? 
his competition low key was Usher. I'm just even though it was different. I mean, it's, back then you were buying physical albums. You were going to the store buying physical copies, so you had to think about what you were buying. So when you was going in there, you were like, damn, do I got money for Confessions or do I got money for Blackout? Do I got money for Love Below? Nigga, competition was outcast. Look at Drake's competition now. Who was his competition, really? Black people don't fuck with Post Malone. No. I mean, for the most part, a lot of your older black people think Big Sean goofy as shit. Yep. A lot of cats don't fuck with Wale, think you sensitive. I mean, you got your, I think I know hip-hop better than everybody crowd that listen to You have your old Cole. people that, that still think Pac is the best that fuck with Kendrick. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, when you really look at this competition, I mean, Drake really has the women. And right now, when you have the women, you're going to win. I mean, it really ain't even fair. You know, because... <laughs> There's no math to it. Yeah, you know, so like I said, when I look at Jay and I'm like, damn, that nigga had some legit competition and he was going in. So like I said, I, I, I'm, it's sad to see the times we're in. But I mean, it makes sense. I mean, MC Hammer ain't getting out there you know, selling our shows. It, it's, it's the evolution of, of times. And is it, it is evolution it is. or... Is it devolution? Is it going backwards? Like, I just feel like we're stupider than we ever been. I can see that. I say that a lot. I remember I was telling um, Furby that, and he, he didn't agree with me. But then um, I talked to my brother, and my brother pointed out something real, real, real to me. You know, and he was like, man, you got to think about what people, what inventors had in the 30s and 20s. And motherfuckers was inventing shit back then with little or nothing. Think about musicians. You had nothing but your mind. You had nothing but your mind. You couldn't go to Google. There was no how-to for uh, idiot books. None of that shit. Boys was geniuses back then. No such and such for dummies. Nothing like that. You got all that shit now. You barely get a new invention every couple of years. And when you get a new invention, what is it for? To connect people to what? I don't want to connect with you. <laughs> no, I don't want you to see my profile. Go away. I'm just saying, bro, we got a lot of powerful minds out there, possibly, but shit limited now because everybody's fucking brain dead almost. <laughs> yeah, anyways. It is what it is. Tell me something, Jay. What's up? Talk to you. Why is it that when um, people talk about love, they always bring up heartbreak? Or do, or do you think that statement is even true? Uh, Yeah, that's true. Because you don't experience joy without pain. You wouldn't know what joy was if you hadn't experienced pain. So when you talk about love, you got to you gotta know what heartbreak is to know what love is. Hmm. I feel, I feel that in instances where you've had your heart broken is when you really find out that, damn, you were in love. Or hmm. you weren't in love, hmm. depending on which side of the spectrum you're on. Hmm. Because that heartbreak, it, it sends it two different ways. It's kind of like, damn, you know, I would really give everything to this person. Or it's like once you meet this next person, you're like Shh, I thought I loved this person, but the energy that I get from this one, the motivation, the 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 support, and everything, proves that I really didn't love that person, and that heartbreak was for naught. Hmm. Heart, I guess heartbreak is just so much easier to explain too, because the details and the, the type of words you would use to to describe it. But when you talk about love, it just seems so seems so uh, fake and impossible. I'm just saying, like sometimes when you think, because I seen I seen somebody post on them other uh, on the other they talk about how Disney Disney princesses are responsible for the the damage done to women psychologically when they're young because they implant they they implant this fairy tale in their mind at a young age 
so therefore, when a when a girl is growing up and all they see is these Disney princesses and they see their fairy tales, that's what they hook onto when they think about love. And then when they can't get that, it's like, damn, you know, I don't even want to tell you what I felt when I was in love because you're going to think I was talking about Pocahontas or some shit. So I would just talk about the less desirable part because you might be able to relate to that more and it's easy to talk about it because I could probably still feel it now. Yeah. You know, that shit, that shit sucks. Was, was, was Fiona and Shrek, was that like the first anti-princess? Was there, was there one before that? First anti-princess would probably be, no, no. Uh, yeah, that, that probably would make sense. Because I, w- I would have said the frog and the princess. Um, maybe even, I mean, when you look at the real backstories, wouldn't Snow White be up there? Because, like, wasn't she raped? Wasn't that the one that uh, got drugged? She was drugged, right? Yeah. Was it Snow White or Cinderella? One of them Snow had the apple. Drugged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit's fucked up either way. But long story short, when you really look at it from the from the when they read it from the uh, books for toddlers, the simplified versions, it's always and they live happily ever after. So when you're when your imagination plays with that, you just imagine just a life of, of bliss and just just beautiful. But Oh no! I just don't think that that shit is possible. I mean, eventually it, it, you're gonna get to the point where it's and they lived happily ever after separately. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant for these two, and they went on and they found happiness where they needed to, just yeah. wasn't with each other. Yeah, that's like the reality I, of it. I've I've said before that a good person can be good, but not good for you. Pretty much, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something, but uh, that's for another time. But. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, man. I mean, people people don't ever want to accept that because people are so hungry for love because they felt it. A lot of people have felt love before. They I, felt I it before. I mean, it's you know that dopamine rush that you get from being in love. You know, motherfuckers have felt it before. That's why people crave it so much. That's why my you know, if I was to give my words of advice early, I definitely would say you know, you got to watch out for cats that have this fear of loneliness. Like if you're looking for a mate. And you know it's a possibility that your mate has this fear of loneliness. And it's, um, I mean, because a lot of times when you fear something, that means in the opposite direction, she could get real desperate for you. It's easy for you to get desperate because you have this fear, like you're in the dark. And then you're like, they say the main reason you that people fear the dark is because they don't know what's in there with them. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> you start getting that, that quote unquote sixth sense and you're feeling shit in the room with you. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's not the fact that it's dark in the room that's bothering me. It's the fact that they may not be alone. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of times when people are lonely, it's this sense of they don't think they'll ever find somebody again. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's crazy. It's like the opposite of the dark. Like, you're in the light. Everything could be going good for you. And, and good as fuck. But you don't see anything. You don't see any potential. So you start getting scared, like, damn, am I gonna die alone? But it's you gotta think about it like when you've been single for eight months. Am I gonna die alone? Like eight months, bro. Seriously, people meet people at fifty and you know live happily ever after, you know, whatever. But I just, I just think that it's very healthy for people to realize that you want to get with somebody that is is almost they don't have that fear of loneliness, but you know good and damn well that they have this desire to be someone's companion. People overlook those types. They look at those types and say they're the nice guys. Or they say, oh, she's hella submissive. No, it's just some people that they just know how to be teammates. Yeah. Nigga, everybody out there can't be a um, a Ben Simmons. 
But there's a lot it, of Allen Iversons out there. There's a lot of women that, that's looking for the, the guy that opened the door for them. But then it's also the guys like, you know, hey, when I open the car door for her, she reaches over and opens my door. <laughs> I literally told my son about that the other day. I was like, you always got to remember, like, reciprocation is important. Don't don't crave it. Don't make don't obsess over reciprocation because, I mean, you'll be let down a lot. But observe but you, it. But observe it because if it happens quite often, then you got somebody pretty good. You got if you got somebody that's willing to pay the, pay the bar tab with you, uh, split it with you from time to time. Like I feel like we live in that day. We live in that day and age now where it's important because you got to look at the economy and you just got to accept the fact that everybody out there ain't just balling like that. So if you know good and damn well that you're in a better place in life than somebody, you shouldn't be expecting that person to take care of you because when you came into this somewhat of when you came into this union, it may not be holy yet, but you came into this union, you need to accept the fact that. If you're doing better than this person, you might have to foot the bill every now and then due to the fact that you're in love with their personality and you love them. Even I would hope. with that, people look at, oh, they going Dutch? No, going Dutch? No, we're not going Dutch. I bought these expensive-ass movie tickets. She got the snacks. Like, you know, it's it's a it's not, I wouldn't even call it a compromise. It's just a, a respect. Like, I'm not going to let you go broke trying to, trying to treat me. Literally, that's what my son said. He said, that sounds like respect to me. Like, he literally said that, you know, and I'm like, that's what it is. If somebody respects you, they don't want to see you uncomfortable. You know, that's just not fair. Like, they knew for a fact that you took care of everything, everything you possibly could for this day, and all you asked for them to do was leave you the fuck alone so you can go to sleep. <laughs> if they don't respect you enough to do that, then, man, like, you you got somebody toxic on your hand. You got to be careful, you know? But, um... I mean, like like I said about loneliness, man, like, no matter what, a lot of those fears that you have that harbor inside you, you're the only person that's going to be able to cure those. Nobody's, nobody's ever going to come by and erase your fear of loneliness. They're only going to replace the fact that you have that fear. And that's and what I say about closure a lot. Like, you know, you, you find that closure on your own. That other person isn't going to give you any kind of satisfaction or any gratification. You close, closure. That, you close that chapter yourself. Closure. Just another way of saying I'm not going to take responsibility for something. Is closure necessary sometimes? Well, it's it's up between those two people. If you feel that person deserves that closure, cool. But at the end of the day, I mean, if we're sitting here and we're not being naive and we're both being observant, shit, you know what? It, it is what it is. Ain't there ain't no closure, bitch. <laughs> like, what you waiting for? Well, I mean, shit, we shit wasn't good. We left each other alone. Bye. And since then, you you're gonna find happiness and not find happiness. It really it's really that simple. But if you sit there and longing over closure, oh shit, you just you just playing that victim role. Yep. And we know how we love. You know how this society loves playing the victim role now. Come on. What was me? What was me? <laughs> Bullshit, man. But other than that, man, I mean, I know around the same time I I made my hiatus, XXX died, right? Yeah. That How's that going? That. Uh, Do people still care? Jay-Z said, mentioned it. He did. He did. That was interesting to me. It was very Mm -hmm. interesting. I felt like that verse was rushed. It was a solid verse, but I still feel like it was rushed. Felt like a favor, too. And it's still one of the best verses on the album. I know. I mean, I'm ragging on Drake and everybody. I think I'm just a light-skinned hater. Trust me, I love me some light skinned women. See, I got <laughs> like, like I, I told, I told, I was like, it was a whole lot of up and down with the album because, like, the opening track to me was dope. 
Yeah. And yeah. then the second one kind of like let me down. Then I got emotionless. I was like, okay, that was dope. And I get eight out of ten, and that was dope. Then I get a lot of mediocrity. Then I get talk up, and then I get Sandra's Rose, and then hey, out of how many tracks? Twenty five tracks. I don't even remember the most. Five. Yeah, that's bad. That's why I'm I'm, I'm like. You really can't be mad at shit that the shit good music did in June because they they really gave you a lot of quality over quantity in my opinion. I feel like if you could sit there and say you got an EP in your hand and you like six out of the seven of the songs, our conversation is done. It's a good album. I still haven't made it through the Tiana album. I, I keep hearing good stuff about it, but I haven't. I think I think I'm not knocking Tiana. I, I'm not the biggest fan of her voice. I feel like her voice is very regular. It's normal. It's, it doesn't regular or raspy. I feel like it's not. When I hear Janae or I hear uh, Alina B- uh, Barras or uh, even a uh, um, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name. Uh, her. Mm-hmm. I just hear a certain uniqueness in their voices, and like I like that. Um, even even SZA has a certain uniqueness to her voice, but then I hear Tiana. It's just yeah, whatever. She may she may be a good songwriter. I mean I don't I mean just. I don't find her music appealing. I don't find her appealing, so it kind of hurts too. <laughs> you know, yeah, she she probably has a lot of female, a lot of women's body goals, but she not mine. So <laughs> I just say, um, ladies, you could turn this off now because I'm about to talk about the NBA. About two minutes, I have to say this. Talk about what now? The NBA. Ah oh, shit. Uh, Boogie Cousins. Ah oh, shit. I have to talk about this because um, I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here because um. Uh, we were in um, a basketball tournament in San Antonio, and um, my son's team, my son's team, they went three and four, lost to some pretty good teams. They lost to this one team, it's a uh, Nike Pro Elite, motherfucking white boys. Wrong. <laughs> my son dropped eighteen on them. <laughs> I have to throw that out there. Is <laughs> it fifteen or eighteen? But um, he was getting bucket. He was, End of the day, yeah. he was getting bucket. He was angry too. Um, they still lost by twenty. Um, it made me realize something when I was watching that team play. And I was watching that team play, and I was like, huh, you got this, the six players, six players on this basketball team. And the thing that was funny about these six players on this basketball team was they were all good. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in my head, well, why don't these individual players go to teams where they would actually shine? You know why they wouldn't do that? Because they don't want to struggle. <laughs> I knew he was gonna walk into that trap. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be on a team that's great than being one great player. So what's wrong with what Kevin Durant did? There was nothing wrong with Kevin Durant. I mean, I know, I, I know you probably you know how that. I, you know how I feel. What was wrong with it? You went to the very best of teams. I mean, but <laughs> also I've said if I'm working at Walmart and Google offers me a job, I have no loyalty to Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> I just told. And then what happened to Demar Derozan? I'm like, That's fucked up. I'm like, y'all mad? Y'all still mad now? Business is business. Yeah. He, he, he pledged allegiance to this team for his whole career. Having these conversations in summer league, y'all ain't going to trade me, right? I'm here, right? Yeah, we, I'm locked in, right? Boy, ship that thing out on the first thing smoking. They ain't even send him UPS. They send him U- United States Postal Service. If you can only see the future. And then that people are like ragging on Boogie Cousins. I'm like, first of all, Boogie Cousins is seven feet. He has, he has if when a seven-footer has problems with his feet, his career is pretty much done. Yao Ming would have been one of the goats if he didn't have feet problems. When you're a seven-footer and you have ankle, hamstring, Achilles problems, you're done. Boogie Cousins, unless he goes to a team 
like Golden State, where he doesn't have to stress as much, he's going to actually have time to heal. You can't put that weight on his back. You can't. He like, cannot. T- Kobe wasn't the same after he tore his Achilles. Oh, and he was a shooting guard. He's six, seven, six, eight. That's tall, bro. That's still tall. You when you when you start crossing. That's like six, when people people try to tell me, yo, Steph Curry, Steph Curry is six foot three. I'm six foot I three. I thought he was just six foot. No, Steph Curry tall as shit. He's six Kyrie foot. Kyrie Irving's six three. I think one. Steph Curry's six one, which is still tall. That's like, still they tall. So they say we're tall. Yeah, I'm he's short. He's short. Women, y'all are out here looking for men that are over six foot tall. For a reason. For a reason. Them genetics, man, say a whole lot. A lot. I mean, I see, I seen a picture of LeBron James' son with like a family photo. I was like, "This cat pretty tall." Cause Bron by six nine, and he's like, "I think and he's his chin. Like, he's tall." Yeah, you know, my son's five ten. Yeah, so that's and he when, he when I realized I had to get him a size twelve the other day, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> but oh, he's he, gonna be dropping that hammer next next uh, next season. We're trying to get him there this season. Double entendre. Yeah, I know it's fucked up. <laughs> I hate to think about it. I hate to think about it, but I know what you meant, though. But yeah, we're working on that now. I don't want to overstress his body because I just I still have that fear. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, like if LeBron James Jr. is dunking already, he's he's missing, but he's dunking. He's 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 he. Can, but like, like people say, to attempt that in the game, shit. you've done that somewhere before. Yeah, confidently, maybe a rim. Like if you get my son on a, a rim that's kind of bent, he finna me that hoe. Yeah, and it's like wow, it's crazy, like. Kids dunking, and um, only thing is, just getting his legs stronger. But I would, I didn't start squatting until I was like 19, so I, I have this fear of having him squat too early and fucking up something, yeah. So, and I'm just like reluctant, like right now, I'm like suffering with like tennis elbow or some shit because my shit is fucked up. Like, I've been having been able to lift weights heavy in the last week, and uh, like you said, my shoulders always give me problems, but like, still, like, I just imagine if I was lifting weights two or three years earlier, like, I ain't started lifting weights until. 2012, 2013, like actually knowing what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if I was doing that for 10 years, like my shoulder would probably be all the way out of there. So I don't want to put that stress on my son. But uh, back to what I was saying about the NBA, I just really feel like after watching the AAU teams and shit, people keep bringing up niggas don't want to be competitive anymore. But I'm like, low key, that's not their fault because it's really being ingrained in them in AAU because I realized that with my son's team, like my son's team in the past couple of weeks, like they have one more tournament that I'm going to miss. They'll be in Dallas, but they end up losing like three or four players. Some of those players quit because they ain't like the coach, but then also some of those players went, uh, quit because they wanted to go to other teams that were better and get more exposure. And they felt like they was playing on my son's team, and they was like, well, if certain people get the ball, it's more stressful on me to get the ball. Let me go to a team where the offense is going to give me the ball, you know, genuinely, and I don't got to work as hard. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what the culture is becoming. Like niggas but don't want to be workhorses no more. Trash ass over there. Oh yeah, for real. That's what I said. Team. And get looked over. And you play at the end of the first half and the end of the game. Why? If a team don't need you, a team don't need you. End of the day, this ain't, this ain't everybody got to play. Yo, you're 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 uh, on a, on a day to day basis, on a game to game basis, your rotation is probably seven or eight players. If you ain't in that seven or eight man rotation. You know, week in and week out, then shit, you garbage, low key. <laughs> at the end of the day, you need you know, to get better. Yeah, straight up. So, you got players that are like uh, Giannis that are, you know, they may they might end up being loyal to an organization, but yeah, you're not gonna get no rings, and you're going to burn your body out. Eventually, if then eventually the team's gonna blow that, the organization's gonna blow that team up. Uh, eventually, they have no choice. Um, and that's the same thing with the Rosen. Like, 
you should have known loyalty to our organization was was garbage years ago. Like, I mean, that's that's a dying breed type of thing. Like, you're in the whiskeys and you're your Kobe Bryant's. That shit, it don't make no sense for niggas now when you when you got cats that ain't worth shit. Chris Paul ain't worth shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga, nigga balling. No, he give me buckets, yeah, but low key, bro, he not finna get no ring. He not finna bring no ring to Houston. Y'all need to stop that. You stop that. Apparently, Chris Paul was worth four years and one sixty-four. When 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 Chris Paul, a nigga that ain't even top ten, is making more than the best player in the world, you got a problem. That's common sense. Yeah, yeah that is that is that, that is makes no sense. That nigga not top ten. I take Damian Little over right uh, Chris Paul. I, I don't know if I was telling you this or I was telling somebody else this. They had to max Chris Paul out because he's the head of the players' association. You oh, can't yeah, have the yeah, head yeah. of the players' association taking less than the max. Because then the owners come back and say, well, see, he's the head of your whole um, association. He doesn't take the max. How come you need this max of 250, this super max? So he had to take that max. That's crazy, man. It's a fucked up situation to be in for the Rockets. Because I just feel like they, they, they were a player away, but now I don't know, bro. Like, they just. And Melo is not that player away. He's not. We wanted Hoodie Mello, and I don't know what the fuck we got in OKC. Hoodie Mello only comes out during the summertime. That's, That's fucked it. up. Niggas ain't supposed to be wearing hoodies in the summer. Hoodie, hoodie Mello. People need to understand this. Hoodie Mello is like Tommy Shepard um, <laughs> on a, <laughs> above the rim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he that. only comes out during the summer. Wow. He was useless for OKC. Useless. Man. But with, hey, with, man. with an ego that can't be checked. I know. I just I'm I don't coming off the bench. What? Tell your mama to come off the bench. He did say that, huh? Yeah, he he said he said hi. They want me to come off the bench. Yeah, because you're bench. garbage now. You got three three time champion Dwayne Wade. Say I'll come off the bench because I know I'm not the Wade I used to be. Simple math. That's why he's one of the greatest players. I fuck with Dwayne Wade. I just think the nigga weird as shit. He the type of weird I can't fuck with. Cause I fuck with weird people, but I don't fuck with his weird. His weird is. It's it's almost attention hoary, and then it's almost like he does shit. Shit gets swept under the rug that he do. I don't like that type of shit. But then again, you know, he's, shit gets swept under the rug. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. But uh, it's good to be back, man. Got to stay consistent. I don't know yeah. when the the IG gonna get popping again, but you never know. Nigga might just creep out, say hello, and then keep it moving. <laughs> Give it a glimpse and then leave again. Cause I just I just don't got time for the bullshit. I know I'm gonna see on the feed. If, exactly. And if somebody would have said, "Well, you need to follow those people," if I follow the people, I might not follow your ass. <laughs> you <laughs> might you might be that person. Exactly. You might be that person that's on the bullshit. So let me I, just be nice. I seen some bullshit earlier before this even started. I had to shoot it to somebody else. And be like, how long they gonna keep posting this shit? Oh God, the attention whoring, the. The bullying of people that live thousands of miles away from you, the 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 trend following, the 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 pro black online, but then you don't give a fuck about black people in reality. The I'm this and I'm that online, but then you see them in person, they're this fucking dullish dry paint. I just ain't got time for it no more. Let's connect. My words of advice: connect with people for real. Like, actually, get face to face with people and talk to them. Stop this internet persona people are putting up. That shit needs to be dead soon. Cause y'all are not that entertaining. Y'all are not. Never have been. Never was. Never will be. 
unfortunately. What you got, bro? My words of advice. If I had to pull some words of advice out, out of, of your nowhere, ass like you're about to do. My words of advice would be to be thankful. Be thankful for what you have. Cause envying what other people have will never get you to what that to where they are. So be thankful for where you are. Be thankful for what you've been through, and pray that good times are ahead. Good times. Good times. Think about them. Boy, she was fine. Boy. Yeah. Temporary later. Good Bruh. time. Ain't we lucky we got em. Dum, 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 dum. Good time. With that being said. Hey, I had a moment. Been having a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening.